feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Are you ready for a mind movie? Hell yeah, dude. Um, Today we are reviewing Christopher Miller's The After Party, the first three episodes uh, on Apple TV+. Um, it's a, uh, only a Christopher Miller joint, not a Phil Lord and Chris Miller joint, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but a series that, you know, uh, Eric and I, we talked about it a lot. Movie theaters are shut down in Ontario again, right now. We're kind of pivoting to reviewing even more streaming stuff. Cause that's what we have available to us right now. But this was always something that was definitely on my radar. I think on Eric yours as well, because, um, uh, we're huge Phil Lord and Chris Miller fans. I think, uh, they are the kings of of guys taking weird ideas or bad ideas and turning them into very, very funny and creative projects. Uh, 21 and 22 Jump Street are two of my uh, favorite comedies. I love the Lego movie. Um, just, you know, Clone High, which I recently started watching that Eric always told me I would love, oh, so good. Um, is really, really great. So when I heard that they were, or at least Chris Miller was doing a murder mystery series for apple tv plus where every episode would be a different genre of film told from someone else's perspective i was like that sounds amazing i am absolutely into this so uh eric and i are going to review spoiler free for the most part like we'll kind of give details on what those genres are and, and things like that where i think well, for the, the first fun. three episodes, because that's for the all first we can episodes. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we will uh, probably revisit this, uh, whether it's on the main show, the Untitled Movie Podcast, on a week-to-week basis, or maybe when the in- entire series is over. Uh, I mean, you could even review each episode, because they are like a little mini-movie each time, but uh, because of the genre change. But uh, for this episode, we are spoiler-free reviewing the first three episodes of The After Party on Apple TV+. Mind you, we will kind of talk about what the genres of each episode are and and certain things like that. So certain things might, if you don't want to know anything about these and and you know what genres will be showcased and things like that, feel free to bail out and come revisit this once those th- first three episodes are out. But um, we will talk a little bit about those uh, genres that they cover and things like that. Eric, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just a little tired, but I watched uh, this the other day and um, I had fun with it. It's it's one of those shows where like, you know, to your point, you know, Lord and Miller, but in this case, Miller solo. We should also mention I, I couldn't find her relation, but or if she is related, but um, Cassia Miller um, is a story writer on this. And um, I, I don't know if she's related to Christopher. I'm Miller not sure. Anyway, but I was, I was trying to look that up and I couldn't find anything. Um, but what I, what I found the most intriguing is that we're getting a lot of these whodunits kind of coming back now with knives out and, do you think um, that's because of Knives Out or Murder on... Not, I think a yeah, little bit um, of both. Yeah. I, I think specifically maybe more so Knives Out kind of being the one that... Both did really well, but I think Knives Out really kind of brought the Agatha Christie sort of classic murder mystery story back. And so with that, you are getting these single location um, detective stories unfolding over the course of, you know... Uh, 
so many hours or or in this case a, a night and sort of the framing device being that you know this beach house becomes the crime scene after this pop star played by uh dave franco xavier, uh, xavier <laughs> x uh is is found dead uh with uh shrimp there's a really funny joke about like oh the shrimp are from the ocean <laughs> there's so many good bits there's so many um and tiffany haddish kind of playing the poirot of this storyline danner uh and her kind of being the detective on the scene but she's not supposed to be the one to kind of like you know be the head detective on the she's kind of going behind her chief's back to try to figure this out before they send in the uh the like the wolf like the 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 number one guy yeah who's like the ringer who kind of comes in and sort of you know takes all the credit for this kind of stuff it's almost like the way that like evan peter's character comes into mirror of uh east town Mm -hmm. where like exactly kind of show your character um and so she is investigating this murder and interviewing the suspects all of whom have um come to this after party um, from a high school reunion and the high school reunion was for the class of 2006 and so each episode Man, that hurt me because i'm like wait i think i'm a class of 2006 well like, yeah no we, we are like, because like um that was 15 years yeah, ago now yeah. and 2006 would have been or would have been your last I would have been 2005. I think you're a year before them. I'm yeah. I'm the exact year they graduated, dude. So we can't talk about later episodes, but I'll, I'll, when we get there, I can't wait to talk about it because there's some stuff where I'm like, made me feel, I was just like, oh no, but I love this. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. The dogs are agreeing with you on, yeah. on, on this case, but yeah. So you, your Bronco Henry handkerchief just showed. Yeah, so these dogs are these dogs, these characters. Some of them could be dogs because they're some of them are suspicious. But like each episode is is sort of focused on one character giving their version of the story. Yeah, Yeah, and it's kind of like again like that Rashomon kind of thing where like you go back, but instead of like it just being the same thing told to you, it's told in a, a genre of film. So you get you know a movie musical, you get a fast and a furious action film you get a rom-com and you know the the actors that are playing these roles are people like sam richardson and ike barinholtz and ben schwartz and um what i actually kind of liked i mean i didn't like the movie but i thought it was kind of funny in the, the second episode you have um uh, Ike Barinholtz being interrogated by Tiffany Haddish, and they both work together in Ike Barinholtz's directorial debut, The Oath, yeah. from a couple years ago. Um, so that I thought was kind Your of your dogs are losing it. <laughs> I it, it must be uh, it must be a package, or um, I ordered dinner not too long ago, so oh, maybe that that's coming yeah, as yeah. well. But uh, I apologize for no, people no, that stop. want I to listen. I, I think it's funny, but keep to going. to you know. Um, to this but yeah so basically you have these characters giving the or recounting the events of of the night and going back to this high school reunion and sort of how things play out anique played by sam richardson is kind of this likable dorky love struck kind of guy who had a thing for um his chemistry classmate zoe played by zoe chow and he kind of wants to reconnect with her and sort of that relationship and ike barinholtz plays zoe's 
uh, ex Brett, and he's kind of like this like over the top macho male who has an anger problem, but also maybe there's something more to him than meets the eye. But he also is weirdly sort of made to look a lot like Mark Wahlberg in a Fast <laughs> yeah. and Furious movie, which is funny. Uh, and then you have Ben Schwartz, who's probably now best known as the voice of Sonic, um, who wants to have this weird sort of collaboration with Dave Franco's uh, ex because they had a ska band in high school. <laughs> and so with them, you, you have, you know, Ben Schwartz wanting to have his song or track blessed by by Dave Franco's character. And again, it's sort of all these interpersonal relationships kind of unfolding and sort of, you know, each character having uh, motives or motivation to kill Dave Franco and sort of you kind of guessing like, okay which character did it but also um this kind of like sub investigation with sam richardson's character wanting to get behind it all to clear his name because he feels like he's the one that is like the most potentially going to end up in prison and i even like that his like career is that he's uh, a puzzle escape, maker for escape, escape rooms. rooms. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought of the movie escape room. So the whole time while I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed my time with the series so far. I feel like um, changing the genre up each episode. Definitely. This whole episode. Your dog dogs just is just going to go be barking. Um, I apologize. Nah, it's, it is what it is, dude. Uh, there. I think that they might've stopped now. Um, I think the change of genre each episode definitely kind of helps kind of change the vibe up of the series and give it kind of a fresh feel. Um, But I love the entire cast. I've always thought Ben Schwartz was hilarious going back to like Parks and Rec and him as Jean Ralphio. I like Sam Richardson. We've seen him pop up in things here and there. Um, The Tomorrow War, Detroiters, um, The Promising Young Woman. Werewolves within, yeah, yeah. Um, which werewolves within kind of fits within this absolutely the who done it kind of thing. Um, Ike Barinholtz, I always kind of like his goofy face showing up in places and just playing a, a a moron. And Dave Franco just cracks me up playing this like kind of you know Justin Bieber esque like pop star. Um, and there is a bit in the first episode, Eric. It's the Hollow Notes thing. Oh, private I, eyes. I <laughs> couldn't. I lost it. I was just like, this is the exact type of thing. And there's some cameos which we won't spoil. Um, and there's, but it's, it's kind of clever how Private Eyes comes mm-hmm. back into play. Yeah. Like there's just things that like you know that they were thinking about, but you weren't. And when they come up again, they're like. And that's the that's, genius that's of this clever. show. And that's that's what I found myself doing each episode of when you're seeing it from different people's perspectives. So you have the layer of, oh, this is fun. Like, okay, yeah, this one is a romantic comedy. Uh, this one's a Fast and Furious movie. This one's a musical. And even from the filmmaking techniques, I thought, are incredibly creative, whether it's from the aspect ratio, the lenses they use, um, the use of lens flares, the use of music, like just the way it's kind of shot. It just, you immediately get what genre is, especially if you're, uh, you know, a, a movie person. And I think even, 
it's not as deep as like you need to be a cinephile to know what they're doing. But Even I though there's, there's a joke about that as well, where yeah. you kind of get a taste of that in the first episode, where like it's a recount of the uh, the the kind of the strange like kind a, of yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the woman that the strange woman that's indigo there the who like yeah the art house like indie the, version and it's almost and white, it's, like, it's almost like it's saying like okay some of these characters are going to literally not even be sort of main players but we'll kind of mm-hmm. like squeeze in you know like sub genres into the actual sort of genre of each episode yeah and and I love that. And then on top of that, they have the classic, like you said, Rashomon or Who Done It kind of thing, where you're seeing the the same events happen, but from a different person's perspective. And I think it's done really ingeniously, where um, you know, depending on whose perspective it's from, you're getting things playing out, whether someone's faking being drunk or they are drunk or they walked in right after something happens and you're starting to see or Zoe's daughter coming. drinks the thing yes. or doesn't have the, the, the alcohol yeah. in the one shot. Yeah. It's just because people perceive situations differently. And, um, and I think that's really interesting of them telling this story to this detective and, and, and giving their version of the events and you're, you have to figure out who's telling the truth, who's not, what parts are real, what aren't. And like, and then on top of that, you have the cleverness of each episode being a completely different genre uh, of film. And then, um, and that with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think you just have a really fun um, sense of humor as well. And, and poking that's both meta, but then also just poking fun at itself and at the concept and at the whodunit. And just each one of these people, I feel like completely own their roles in these different genres and they, and they, uh, make it super, super fun. There's a really catchy song in the musical episode. Um, and like, it, you can tell that some of these people are better at different genres than others, but like, it still kind of all works because everyone's very committed and they're very like, they buy into the idea. And, and um, we didn't mention like Alana Glazer is also in the show and she's great as well. Um, and I just found myself, yeah, really having a blast with those first three episodes and, um, and just really, I, I have no idea who did it and like, um, or I have an idea. I don't know if you have kind of a, a thought already, but I, I, um, I think I kind of, I've seen more of it than you do, but, episode, yeah. but like, again, you know, I'm only three episodes in, but you know, like, oh, that the one. <laughs> The one thing that is so childish but is so funny is how the word diarrhea comes into play. Sure, yeah. Um, and and that's the kind of stuff where <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller are so good at that of like, you know, whether it, it feels juvenile on paper, they find a way to kind Literally. of make it work. And yeah. Um, yeah, literally. on um, paper. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I feel like, and then they play with that concept of the murder mystery with those kind of either juvenile kind of humor or just silly meta jokes and things like that. And, um, like the private eyes, hollow note stuff just absolutely killed me and everything Dave Franco does, um, just absolutely destroys me. And the shrimp stuff you're talking about, like, I think there's something oh, my to prawns. do with like, with x and like you know the shrimp keeps coming up and it has a big x in it and like x marks the spot and like all this kind of stuff like i'm sure there's hidden visual cues and clues in there that like i haven't even um gone back to kind of look for but yeah nevis and i again i'm trying to be a little bit um 
because I've seen more than the three episodes, but I will say they did not give us the finale. <laughs> so um, that was the one thing where I'm like, fuck, I got to wait until like March for the finale, dude. Um, and I watched this like a month and a half ago or two months ago, uh, but I'm having a blast with it. And like, I think that um, I don't know if they've revealed what some of the other episodes genres are, but there's some really, really fun stuff. And they go to some places that, um, you know, I think everyone will be pleasantly surprised by, and, um, I'm having a blast with it so far. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, and, and again, like, I don't think it's reinventing the wheel. It's just being very clever and creative with what it's setting out to do. And it's doing it very, very well. And it's kind of just fun to kind of indulge within, you know, the genres of, film and how you know the mind movie is different based on the person's perspective and how things kind of play out and plays into their own personalities and and also how when another character sees it from their point of view and how things can be misinterpreted i think that that's kind of interesting as well and and uh yeah it, it, it's a like i just really like after watching th- this and 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 uh, again mentioning werewolves within and promising young woman i just really like sam richardson i just so think do he's, I, yeah. he's, he's a very he like i want now i want a rom-com with him because he's mm-hmm. so charming and likable as a, as a as a romantic lead um that like you you really are on his side and i don't know if they're setting you up for anything on that end but like he is really good at being just kind of you know just very likable and i and yep. i think that like that i was i was looking for the the word that the one detective calls him um like ridiculous or something like that right, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah he's very um very charismatic and, yeah anik and, and zoe's relationship i think is a lot of fun and then i don't think we mentioned but like zoe i don't think that's a spoiler but like zoe is married to ike Barinholtz brett character and like that whole history there i think is really um funny and how they get into that and really like brett's episode being the fast and furious thing i mean from the minute how he's like the coolest guy ever yeah it's so funny and like and ike Barinholtz is just so good at playing that type of character um the like likable douchebag kind of thing where um i just think it, it makes for some really really great comedy and then yeah the the mystery on top of that is is, is kind of fun and i i still I'd have to go back and rewatch these, the episodes that I've seen, but um, I am very intrigued to see how they wrap everything up and, and upcoming the next couple episodes. There's episode five is, 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 um, is a lot of fun. So I uh, can't wait for everyone to see it. Uh, we're not going to kind of put a score on anything. We just kind of wanted to give you our first impressions and, uh, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I've always said are two of my favorite, you know, filmmakers working. So it's cool to see, you know, Chris go off and do something uh, on his own, even though Phil Lord, I think, does write one of the episodes. And he did obviously executive produce it uh, under their production company. But um, it's cool that they're going off and doing things that they want to do, um, even if it's not uh, together. So I'm, I'm definitely down for that. So. It seems to be happening with a lot of duos right now, whether they be related or not, where uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, sort of individual um productions but it does still feel i mean like it still is a lord and miller production yeah you know it absolutely feels like all of those things we referenced like 
if you liked Lego movie and the Jump Street movies and, and Clone High, Clone High, like I think you're really you already kind of know what you're getting into. And there is a lot of that humor there. Like I only kind of teased some of it where um, and there's some great kind of people that pop up in, 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 in it that you would kind of expect or you hear their voice and things like that. So um, on a very special episode of Clone High. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So uh, definitely check it out. It's on Apple TV Plus. Uh, it streams January 28th, which is next Friday. Um, the first three episodes and then it'll be weekly uh, leading into the beginning of March. So um, it's definitely like Apple TV plus, I think like low key um, is putting out some really interesting things. And like you basically, I think get it free if you have like Apple products basically, right? Um, or it's not that expensive and their streaming quality is top notch. I mean, we've been watching it on a streaming platform, so it's a little lesser, but if you watch the 4k, like Dolby Vision versions on Apple TV Plus, they uh, look really, really nice as well. Um, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. We have a conversation out right now about the trailer for Marvel Studios Moon Knight. We would love for you guys to check that out, as well as a new episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, uh, our 111th episode where we talk about Jackass and Tim Hortons Ice Coffee and McChickens and skating and, and things like that. It's all the good one. stuff. <laughs> Um, we also have a review for yellow jackets that you guys can check out, uh, another show filled with mystery in a very different way. Um, but, uh, you guys can check out that conversation as well for the first season, as well as a, uh, review for the first three episodes of peacemaker. And we should have a Macbeth review out, uh, either right now or very, very soon for you guys, which is also on Apple TV plus, um, you can find us on YouTube, just search for untitled movie podcast, but the best place to find everything in one spot, head over to our letterbox. It's untitled underscore movies. You'll get audio versions, uh, of the reviews, uh, video versions, all the links to the YouTube, um, basically the conversations, everything's in one spot. So that's probably the easiest, uh, place to find us is untitled underscore movies over on letterboxd um as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all the social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric marchin you can uh find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time mr shapiro heather <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>